Social Zoom Factor, episode 90. Hey, Zoomers, we are getting started in just a few seconds. But in order to Zoom, you need fuel. Our sponsors give us that fuel. Take a minute now to learn more about them. Your team is at the heart and soul of your business. You work hard to attract great people who help your business Zoom. Our new partner, Everyone Social, enables employees to become effective brand ambassadors by sharing, recommending, and promoting relevant content while building their personal online brand. Check it out and request a demo at socialzoomfactor.com slash everyone social. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. Today, we are going to talk about something really cool because who would like to have more time? Would you like to be able to still be Zooming your life and your business, but do it in less time? Well, if that's you, that is exactly what we're talking about today. So today, I'm sharing with you 15 tips of how you can build an integrated online Online platform that works when you are not working. And that truly is one of the greatest benefits of online marketing and digital marketing and social media technologies because it enables us to communicate in ways that we could never communicate before with audiences all over the globe by launching things like a blog and an integrated platform that integrates with our social media networks and podcasting and video platforms. We We can have content that's out there that can be nurturing relationships and building your business while you are out at the beach or on the ski slope or wherever it is you're spending your time on the couch hugging your kids, which I love spending time just hanging out with my 10 and 14 year old. So let's first define what do we mean by an integrated online platform? And a lot of times when I'll start talking about these things with new clients or in, I do a lot of keynote speaking and training, people will look at me with that raised eyebrow thinking, you know, she's just trying to complicate my life. She's just wanting to get a big, you know, check from me, credit card payment that's going to help her go on her next vacation. You know what? That could not be the furthest thing from the truth because an online platform that is integrated and designed to support your business goals is going to help your business grow and it's going to help you be empowered to live your life in the way that you want to live it. And what do we mean by integrated platform? An integrated platform means that you have a platform that pieces are working together, okay? So number one tip is you need to think integration from the start. And I want you to make sure that starting right now, you are removing words like silo, like standalone from your vocabulary because your platform needs to be designed from day one to support your business and life goals. And if you're building a platform that is supporting your business and life goals, it needs to be integrated. And by integrated, what we mean is that the pieces are working together. You don't just have a standalone email system that doesn't talk to your website and doesn't uh, integrate properly with your content. You don't have a blog platform that is 
disconnected from your CRM or from an easy way for you to get those leads and contacts that are coming into your business. Okay. It's everything working together. So it's making your life and your business easier, more efficient, more profitable. Okay. We all love that word. So you need to think integration from the start. And if you don't know where to start with these types of things, I really encourage you to get some help. Contact our agency. We're at themarketingnuts.com with the Z or get somebody to help you, an agency, a consultant, because it's going to waste a lot of your time trying to put this platform together if you don't know the first thing about WordPress blogging and how to build a platform and email marketing. You're going to waste the next year to two years figuring those things out when you could probably pay just a little bit of money and have somebody have you up and running in the next few months, okay? Number two is I want you to really think about and design the vision of your life and business because I always say your life is a canvas and it is up to you to figure out what it looks like. You're the author. You are the painter. You're the person that can design this lifestyle that you want. So think about what do you want to be doing one, two, three, five years from now? Start at three years and then back into it. What do you need to get there? You know, envision yourself. Where do you see yourself living? What do you see yourself doing? For us and me and my husband and partner in business in life, Josh Moore, you can find him out on Twitter, Josh ROI Nut. Our vision is we want to have more time. I spent 15 years in corporate America. And while I loved my career, I loved what I was doing. I mean, I was running huge marketing and product um, business unit type of activity in large corporations. I was doing major branding initiatives and go-to-market strategies and leading large teams and small teams and had an absolute blast doing it. But what happened to me is I found myself just running in this hamster wheel. And if you've listened to some of my podcasts, you've probably heard some of these stories. But, you know, where I was just questioning why am I doing what I'm doing? Because I was absolutely succeeding in my career. I had everything I could want financially, but I just wasn't happy. I wanted to have more time with my kids. I wanted to have more time with my husband. I wanted to have more time to do what I want to do, whatever that is. I want to live my life and not just work for my life. So I think that that's a key thing to think about is you want to not get so busy building your life and your online platform that you don't get to live your life. And that's a huge focus even for us in 2015. And if you follow me at all on Facebook or Twitter, you've probably seen me put out there one of my top words and focus for 2015 is peace. I want peace in my life. I want to be happy with who I am, where I am, where my business is. And of course, we're going to be pushing forward. We're doing some amazing things, launching some great things this year. But at the same same time, I want to relish in what we've already accomplished and I want to be able to enjoy the fruits of my labor now. So I want you to think about your vision for your life and business. How much do you want to be working? You know, if you don't want to work that much, then you need to build a plan and a platform that's going to support that. You need to figure out financially, what do you need to have to support that lifestyle? And then you need to back into that as you are building your online platform and Think about things, you know, what is it you want to be working on? Do you want to be writing? Do you want to be uh, 
delivering content via different mediums? Do you want to be helping clients most of the time? You need to answer these questions because they need to be answered before you build your platform because the platform needs to support those things. And this is a lot of the consulting we do with our clients as well. It's what are your, what's your expertise? What are the areas that you feel confident in that you can help with this platform? And then we help them get help in other areas where they may not be able to execute and do it themselves as they start instead of trying to do everything themselves and then failing, you know, and winding up three to five years from now in the same uh, lazy, ugly boat that they're in. So number three is just to set goals and objectives. And these here, I'm talking more about your business goals and objectives. So we've talked about the vision for our life and for our business, where we want to go. That was number two. But now number three is setting goals and objectives. What are you going to achieve and when and, and, and how do you want to do that? That's number four, which is building your plan. Okay. But setting the goals and objectives, it's saying, okay, I'm going to launch this by this date. I want to achieve, you know, this uh, number of customers. I want to grow my email list by whatever that is. And I can't tell you what your goals and objectives are now, but you need to figure that out. It could be if you have an established business, you want to increase brand awareness this year. It could be you want to grow community. You want to decrease sales cycle. Okay. Just make sure you're very, very clear on what those goals and objectives are. Number four is build your plan. So this is the how and the what you are going to do. And as granny always says, plan your work and work your plan. So know the functions that your platform needs to perform as a top priority. Focus on the function over the tools and the technology. And this is something we see business leaders do every single day is they get caught up in what everyone else is doing. It's that looky-loo syndrome. They're looking over the fence. Oh, that guy or that girl has a really cool website and blog and you know video blogging site. I want to build it like that. But that person either really knows what they're doing and they have defined their platform and built it to support their vision of their life and their business. And it's working and it's rocking for them. As an example, it could be that video is what works for them. And that's why they have a rocking video based platform. Now, if you are not a video person where video comes naturally to you or podcasting comes naturally for you, you don't want to go copy me and what I'm doing with social zoom factor. If you hate talking, right? It's not going to work for you. You can go build the best possible podcasting platform. And if you don't like talking, you're never going to achieve success until you learn to like talking. (laughs) All right. So make sure that you are focusing on your own goals, your own objectives and your audience and make sure that whatever you're building, when you're building this plan, you are seeing that vision and that you are building a plan that is going to help your vision for your life and business come to fruition. And I know this may sound hokey pokey to some of you, but it's really true because you've got to stay true to your vision and your goals and your objectives. It is the most important thing. And we see tons of people every year waste tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in larger organizations on platforms that are not working because they were not first defined and designed for their life, for their business and their goals and their objectives. Okay. Number five is easy. And this is know your audience. And I have provided you a ton of resources in the past on this area. And I will make sure to list some of those podcast episodes and other resources at the show notes page for this podcast. You'll just go to socialzoomfactor.com slash 90. 
And knowing your audience is really important because you need to just know what keeps them up at night. What do they need from you? How are you going to help them solve their problems? Bottom line. And I have just a ton of resources on this. So go check it out. Number six is architect the platform. Okay. So now that you know your vision, you know, your goals, you know, your objectives, you know, your audience, and you've built some of your plan, you need to get it architected. So you have the functions defined, you know what it is you want to do from a business perspective. Now you need to architect the platform from a technical perspective, a content perspective, a social perspective. And this is where you really need to get help if you need it. Okay. Because you need to be looking at things like what framework are you going to build your platform on? And it's very similar to building a house. Okay. If you build your online platform on top of a unstable platform, you are going to have problems for years to come. You're not going to be able to easily just go in there and fix that platform two years from now after you've invested in integrating things into it. You need to make sure that the platform is built from the ground up, social ground up, virtual ground up, whatever you want to call it, on stable technologies, on technologies that are going to integrate well with other widgets and features and functions that you need to communicate in this digital, mobile, online, connected social world, okay? So make sure you know what kind of technology you need to use, you want to use, what dependencies do you have, what dependencies do each of the pieces that need to come together have upon each other because you can't wing your architecture and expect it to be integrated. You're not going to be able to just throw things together and expect it to work. So this is where you really need to slow down to speed up and choosing the technologies for integration because even things like opt-in forms for you to be able to gather a contact name and an email to grow your email list, contact forms, email marketing uh, platforms you choose can cause major headaches if you choose the wrong platforms, the wrong technologies, because if they're not integrating with your foundation, you're going to get all the way down the road of learning a new email marketing platform. Then you're going to, you know, create your content, do whatever you're doing and pick out your templates and then find that you have all kinds of problems in integrating that thing. And we see this all the time where clients come to us and they say, you know, I've invested all this time and money on this email marketing platform and it will not work with my website properly or they can't figure it out. So you don't want to get yourself in that position. And so all I can say is get help if you need it and get somebody, an agency or a consultant that can help you architect it. Number seven is don't forget the easy parts because sometimes it's the easy functions that get overlooked, but these are the most important things. Things like a contact form. How can people contact you? And one of my favorite forms that I use is Gravity Forms, and you can check it out. I'll put a link from my the show notes page. But uh, make sure that people can contact you easily and that they don't have to search for a contact form and that you are going to get notified when you have a contact. A lot of people have issues with their websites and their blogs where contacts unfortunately go into a black hole. Okay. Try to get that. So it at least functions really, really well. And then make sure to the next step is that it's integrating with your CRM because you want things to be automated. That's how a platform is going to work when you're not working. You're doing more than just throwing a contact form on your website. 
How can you automate that for yourself? How can you automate that so you're notified that you have that contact? How can it automatically go into your CRM? So for example, we use Infusionsoft as an email marketing platform and we love it. And we've tested a ton of different platforms out there and we always come back to Infusionsoft. And it has a nice e-commerce package built in with it. Uh, It has great tagging where we can tag people as they are clicking on different things within our um, content that we're delivering them if they're downloading certain things. So it enables us to segment and, you know, segment and segment our audiences and know what people are liking and really, really learn about our audience. Uh, We have it integrated with our CRM. We have it integrated with a lot of our sales process and we do a lot of training. And so we know and have people who have attended some of our training and workshops. They are all inside of our CRM. Okay. So I could spend a whole podcast just talking talking about some of those things, but we don't have time for that today. But just make sure you're not forgetting the easy things that can easily be forgotten. Number eight is to implement an auto-nurture series. And here we're talking about email marketing. Email marketing is not dead yet. And I encourage you to listen to episode eight, where I cover this question in detail with a load of stats to back up why email marketing is not dead. And most of the marketers, if you will hear them say, email marketing is dead, all it is is spam. You know what? 99% of the time, they just don't know how to use it. And they they don't know how to do anything other than spam. They don't know how to get people to opt into a list and then nurture them. And they usually do not know at all how to automate some of that communication with that list. Because once you start to do that, I'm telling you, the ROI goes out the roof for your efforts in email marketing. So check out episode eight. And like I said earlier, we use Infusionsoft. Um, We've tested almost every platform out there. Some of the other ones that I like, if you're looking for a little bit lower level uh, platform for a startup or a new business, or even some larger businesses, if you're just getting started in email marketing, I would check out AWeber, uh, MailChimp, and then GetResponse are all good for newbies. All right. But we like the tagging and the integrated automation features of Infusionsoft. And bottom line, I mean, our platform works when we are not working. When I am out on a Saturday and I'm at a kid's uh, basketball or soccer game sitting on the soccer field in the sun here in Florida, my email is usually zipping. It's going, you know, because people are opting in and I've actually had to turn it off now because we get so many opt-ins that I, I honestly can't (laughs) deal with the notifications, but you know, our email list is growing by the thousands every single month. And we, we more than tripled our email marketing list in 2014 by just getting more tightly integrated in everything that we were doing. Number nine is make it easy for other people to share your content with their communities because it's all about the OPC, you know me, which is other people's content and other people's community. So episode 44 will talk to you in detail about how to tap into the power of the OPC. So you want your content to be shared bottom line. If you are creating content, the best and quickest way to get an ROI on that content is, of course, to make sure that you know your audience and you are providing 
content that they need and want and are on the edge of their seat for. And next is to make sure that people are sharing that content with their communities, okay? Because then that viral reach of it can just grow exponentially. Now, when it comes to the platform, though, you need to make sure you are selecting, testing, and implementing the right technology, the right share widgets and plugins for your technology platform. So if you're using a WordPress platform, which I highly encourage you if you're getting started and we install uh, WordPress CMS, even with some fortune 100 organ, many fortune 100 and fortune 50 organizations are using WordPress. And you want to make sure that the share technology, the widgets and the plugins and the buttons, all of those things that you are selecting are going to work well with the rest of your platform. These things must integrate. They can't not work. People are not going to be able to share your content if they click on a Twitter share button and it takes them to the twitter.com page. And I can't tell you how many times we see this and we do a ton of audits for clients. And that's usually how we get started with many of our customers is we will first do an audit of their entire platform and tell them, you know, what is good. So what are the things we can leverage and what are the opportunities for us to really take that to the next level as far as an R and making sure we're delivering value to the audience that they're trying to connect with and nurture relationships with. One of the top things we find is that they have issues with share buttons and social media buttons. So there's no excuse for that. And don't put that on the list of I'm going to fix it next week or next month. You are hurting your brand if you are not enabling people to share your content. Take the dang buttons off of your website or your blog if you need to, if they don't work because you're hurting your brand more than you're helping it by leaving that little Twitter button there if it doesn't work. And there are so many share technologies out there and social technologies for you to integrate. Make sure that you are choosing the ones that integrate with your platform. And again, don't fall to the looky-loo syndrome, looking at your competitors and others in your industry uh, and choosing the technologies that they have if it's not what is going to work for you. Number 10 is focus on content early. So don't wait until the last minute right before you launch your blog or your new website to determine what kind of content you're going to need. Know your audience and provide them everything that they need uh, when you launch or when you do your refresh. Focus on content often and early. And number 11 is create once and use many. So create a message house if you can. You know, if you don't already have a brand architecture, slow down to speed up for the next couple of weeks and develop it. Create a message house that, you know, I refer to it as the message Bible, but it is create content once that can be used multiple times. If you are just now setting up your social networks, okay, and you are writing your about content and your services content, don't reinvent the wheel every time you're writing this for the different social networks and your blog and you know the bio that's going out on Twitter. Create one document and put all that content in there. Put the bio in there. You know, write out the the description for your LinkedIn company page, your personal your personal page, and uh, get some help. If you don't know where to start with this, don't just throw up yucky content on these platforms. Make sure that you are taking time to to write compelling content because. 
people will read it. And that's the thing I have been so shocked by is we have had people who have noticed a typo, like five to six pages, you know, down within the um, content tree of our, our sites. And they'll say, Hey, you have a double word here, you know, like thus typed twice. And I'm like, how the heck did you find that page? Uh, and so you, you need to make sure you know all the pages that are out there and do an audit on your own site. So if it's been a long time since you've taken a look at your own platform, make sure you know what content is out there because you may have some content that you created in the past that now you can take and leverage again. Okay. You may not need to go reinvent the wheel. So it's create once and use many, and you can take one piece of content such as a keynote deck. I do this a lot because I do a ton of speaking. And so, you know, last year I went to Poland and to Greece and to Spain. And when I'm on those long trips, I have a lot of time with no Wi-Fi to create content. And so that's usually when I will kind of revamp our brand and, and work on some of the things. And then I bring it back to the team to take a look at. And they love it. They're like, wow, you need to go on some uh, long plane rides more often. But what I did last year is I created a few uh, updated keynote decks and then I was able to leverage those in everything that I do. So I'm able to leverage those on things like this podcast you're listening to. I turn it into multiple blog posts from one keynote deck. I can take you know, a deck or a part of a deck and put it out on SlideShare. I can create video. So think about creating awesome content that is compelling, that defines and and solves the problems that your target market has, your ideal customer. And when you create really good content and you help them solve problems, it's really easy to reuse that content over and over and over. But at the core, it has to be good content because you cannot create once and use many and and be providing consistent, compelling value with one piece of content unless that content is really good from the start. Kind of common sense, right? So number 12 is is leverage other people's content. And we talked about that a little bit when we were talking about make it easy for people to share your content with their communities. So this is again, the OPC. Now, OPC is both other people's content and other people's community. So before we talked about other people's community, now I'm talking about other people's content. OPC, you know me. And this is where you want to tap into the power of other people's content they have already written or that they will write specifically for you. So when you think about populating a new blog site, for example, with content, it doesn't necessarily have to be content that's always coming from you. And this is where you can work with an agency that knows their right hand from their left hand in regard to social media, and they can help you put together an influencer marketing program and help you work with some influencers in your industry, maybe some industry experts who are already providing content and you can invite them onto your platform. You can invite them to come and uh, be a guest on your podcast, be a guest on your Google Hangout, maybe provide some content to your blog or website and maybe even just grab some content they've created in the past. Uh, People love to do that. And I get invited to do this a lot on a, probably on a daily basis. And I take a lot of people up on some of these things. So um, I love providing content. I love particularly when people contact me and they want to leverage content I've already created because I don't have to go to any extra work to share that content with them. So if they're coming to me and saying, Hey Pam, can I take, you know, this blog post you wrote a year ago 
and share it with my audience. Take it uh, to my newsletter. Take it uh, to video or whatever. You want to talk about it on a Hangout. I love doing those things. So if you put a plan together, remember, everything has to go back to that plan. What are you trying to do? What content do you need? Uh, what does your audience need? What is the medium you're going to be providing that in your within your platform? Then it makes it really easy when you're starting to reach out to some other people in your industry and influencers, whoever it may be, and asking them for content because you know exactly where that content is going. And this is probably one of those areas that people really make mistakes and marketing and business leaders really hurt their brand is they don't go through the steps that we've talked about so far today and they go straight to contacting influencers. So they'll come to me and say, hey, Pam, can I get some content? And I go back to their website and it's broken. I go to their blog. It doesn't work. Their share buttons don't work. If I go to your blog and you have asked me to provide content for you and I go to your blog and it doesn't work, your contact form doesn't work, your share bars don't work, you think I'm going to provide content for your platform? Sorry, Charlie, it's not going to happen. So in order for you to reach the level of being able to really optimize this platform and get it to where it's working when you're not working, you're creating once and using many, you are leveraging other people's content. You have got to go through these steps that I'm talking about today. And I'm really kind of simplifying it for you today. There's even a lot more to it than this, but I'm hopefully giving you the gist of what you need to be doing. Number 13 is make sure that you implement measurement systems early and know what you want to measure before you buy the technology to measure it. And don't get hung up on some sales pitch you get from one of these social measurement companies telling you you need this social dashboard and this social widget and this system to measure your results because you don't need any of that until you know why you need it. Don't waste your time. And we've had a lot of clients that come to us and they're like, we bought this whole integrated email marketing system and a social dashboard, social media management system, but we don't have a business yet and we don't have funding. And we're wondering if you could help teach us the platform. We're like, wrong. Let's go back to square one. Why are we doing what we're doing? What is your platform going to look like? And when it comes time for us to integrate and figure out what technologies we need to use, then we need to go select those right technologies. So don't put the social cart, the the email cart before your business horse. You know, that analogy, don't put the cart before the horse. Um, You need to make sure that you have the right things in place at the right time and that you are making the right decisions. But you want to make sure that your measurement systems are aligned to the goals and objectives that you are trying to achieve because you need to have systems in place to help you measure your success. It's obviously not going to get measured by itself. Now, is it? Number 14 is be ready to pivot. Okay, this means you're ready to say, hey, I was wrong. I need to uh, redirect my attention. We're gonna we're gonna go about this another way. Let the data help you make data-driven decisions. And if you need to pivot, that's fine. And I'm proud to say that I have made several pivots in our business. And had I not made those pivots, we would not be where we are today. So that's another whole podcast that I'll be doing pretty soon. And number 15, this is the last one. Just remember that this is a marathon you are on. This is life. This is your life you are living. It is not a sprint. You don't need to get there next week. So don't spend time looking over the fence at your competition. It's somebody who is at chapter 20, maybe chapter 30, or they could be on their second book and you're on chapter one. 
Focus on where you are. Focus on your business, your life, and just create and celebrate those small wins and make sure that you are having fun and slowing down to speed up and remembering it's not about the next big thing. And you can never go wrong by investing in human beings. So as you're doing everything that you are doing to build this online platform, Keep the focus on being human. Keep the focus on serving your target customer, on serving your audience, serving the people who are in your community and and helping you at the same time get to this vision that you have for your life and how you want to live your life. And I know a lot of people that follow me uh, online and listen to this podcast, you're wanting to help people. You're wanting to help people achieve great things. And you you may be a, a geek as well like I am and you love a lot of this stuff. That's awesome. Awesome. But make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. And as you're selecting technology, you're going to need to get a little bit geeky. And if you're not a little geeky, that's where you need to probably get some help and get, you know, an agency, a consultant that can come in and be a little bit more geeky than you are and help you out. Because if you just love helping people, you love whatever service it is that you are providing to other businesses. Maybe you're in a B2B environment. We work with a ton of B2B companies. We do a lot in tech as well and a lot of B2C companies. But it could be that you just want to focus on that thing, that business thing, then make sure you get help. If you're not techie, if you're not geeky, you're not going to be able to put together this online platform by yourself. And we have had so many clients that have come to us the past few years and who we've given a proposal to. And then they're like, you know what? I don't want to spend this money. Now I'm going to go try to do this myself. At least 90% of the time they come back to us and they say, ah, Pam, I should have just listened to you two years ago, a year ago, because I wasted so much time and money. And now let's go implement that proposal you gave me two years ago. And we end up doing that a lot. So I know that your time is so valuable and I thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. I hope that this information is very useful for you. And if you are looking at getting your platform more integrated, getting it to where it's working when you are not working, or maybe you're launching a new platform, I hope that this podcast today is going to help you do that. I hope it's going to help you get your butt in gear and get to work on some of these things that you need to do to get it integrated and remove those silos. So check out the show notes page. There'll be a ton of resources there for you. Everything I mentioned and more, just go to socialzoomfactor.com slash 90. I hope you have an amazing day, an amazing week, and a wonderful year. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor. Zoom Factor.